right. Welcome to today's Rockcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We're talking about Pantera. And I'm Pastor Heath, along with Matt, the music man. And we have a special guest in the studio today. His name is Rob. And Rob's going to be sharing about his story and about his the music and his life. And uh, it's Rob Zombie today with us. No, it actually, Rob used to be a zombie when he was on meth. And he's here today to share with us a little bit about his journey. And I know Pantera was a big part of that journey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So talk to us about what Pantera, how the the connection you felt with them when you heard their music, and what was uh, what was the first album or first thing that really grabbed you when you listened to Pantera? Well, first time I heard of Pantera, I was at a Skid Row concert. I didn't even know who they were. And I saw this guy come out bald-headed, screaming, yelling, hollering, and it really got my attention, you know. And so I started checking into Pantera. And shortly after that, they came out with Vulgar Display of Power. I had songs like Walk On It, it had a Rise, and those songs absolutely, I thought, identified with my anger issue. I thought it identified what I was feeling. You know, I was on my way into a meth addiction, I was on my way into alcohol addiction, and I had all these thoughts and feelings I didn't understand. And I thought I found understanding in Pantera. That you could connect with them, that they, they were ministering to you in a sense, helping you with all of this rage and, and anger that you felt inside you, that this was an outlet for you. Absolutely. Well, how old were you? 14 years old when I first got That was what, at the Skid Row show? It, you were 14? It was. And like I said, I didn't know who they were. I was at a Skid Row concert and said, so if you can survive Skid Row Live, you're doing something special. So I was doing my best <laughs> to survive it. Then found Pantera, then that was a whole nother genre. So you felt like it was a whole nother level, just a, a, a new level of of uh, anger or just a, just a, just this power that you felt. I Absolutely. mean, this thrash metal, death metal, whatever you want to call it, it just there's a there's a level of power that you feel. Absolutely. You know, I started out with, uh, you know, some soft music, you know, some Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, and got in some Metallica. And Pantera's were my life flipped when I heard these guys screaming and finding, I thought, uh, you know, a solution for my anger. My whole life changed when I got introduced to this band. You know, Bon Jovi and Def Leppard are girl bands compared to... Well, I was kind of girly back then, okay? (laughs) Compared to <laughs> compared to Pantera, Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys from Hell. Matt, what did you uh, feel when you first heard Pantera? I was rooming with two guys out of high school, and that's the first time I was really introduced. I would listen to a lot of uh, Motley Crue, and uh, well, I don't even want to say now. I said Def Leppard and Bon Jovi or girl bands, but uh, um, I listened to I listened to some of the classic Aerosmith and some of that stuff, but. Uh, uh, they introduced me to Pantera, Anthrax, Iron Maiden, some of those. And uh, we listened to Cowboys from Hell. That was the first album I listened to and loved it. And uh, uh, how tight the band was, all that stuff. Didn't like Daryl's guitar sound as much. I thought it was too dirty. And uh, But uh, I really liked Vinny's drums, so I was able to overlook that. And uh, But uh, went into uh, Vulgar Display of Power and uh just went on and on from there and i wasn't i wasn't real big on the screamo type i guess you'd call it that back then but uh uh i i was able to tune it out and in my mind i counted the the screaming as part of an instrument 
just because it was within rhythm, in rhythm of the music. And uh, so I was able to, you know, get beyond that point. And, uh, you know, then I found, you know, Cemetery Gates, stuff like that, where he actually could sing. It was blown away that he actually could sing well. He had a great voice. So, yeah, and, yeah. Why are you screaming all the time if you can sing, right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we, we, you know, we'd have parties and stuff. And, of course, we'd throw Pantera on everybody, mosh in the living room and, and just tear the place apart. And, and, uh, but I had bad, bad anger problems uh, when I was younger. And uh, that uh, I just I fed off that, man. That's what I when I wanted to stay there. That's who I listened to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of what we talk about on our rock cast is music is not just music. There is a spirit behind the music and this type of music. There's a spirit behind it, and that spirit is feeding into anger and rage and your depression, and and it just it takes you away. And so, uh, talk to us a little bit, Rob, about that and how how that helped lead you away down this path of destruction. Sure, you bet. You know, I, I travel around sometimes, able to share my testimony. One of the things I always say is, you know, music was my first step into a drug and alcohol addiction. Because I had all these issues that happened to me growing up, things that was going on I didn't know how to deal with. And what I quickly found, that there's a difference in music sometimes. I believe God has his anointing. I believe God has his presence on certain musicians. I think that works opposite. Immediately, I can recognize when something was drawing me way to a dark place, would draw me way to an angry place, and we're talking about screaming. That was my favorite part of any song. The more you screamed, the better I thought I felt because I had these issues I couldn't explain. So if you screamed it, then it would kind of give a little face to what I was feeling. And that was, I thought, my outlet. You know, my heart was looking, my heart was searching, and it was just uh, searching in the wrong places. And so that led you to to start experiment with drugs. I'm sure you start drinking first and then probably hitting hitting the, the pot. And then, and then it progressed later into you doing meth, right? Yes, yes, sir. You know, I grew up in an alcoholic home, drug, you know, so I would never do those things. But when you start playing drums when you're 12 years old, rock stars, that's what they do, right? They party. So I started drinking at 12, smoking pot, pot 13, uh, pills at 14, overdose, alcohol, you know, gels and all that. Then get on methamphetamine. And not one time that I can remember in those days that I didn't have music with me. I didn't have something I was... If I was getting tired or getting drunk, whatever, I needed that comfort of somebody that I thought was understanding what I was going through. And that's what music does. It's, our, it's a companion. I mean, it, it's an escape. It's a companion. It, it hits us right at the very core. We are created for music. We really are. And a lot of rock music and other genres, too, we'll get there on some other, uh, other casts, it's about rebellion. It is about overcoming. It is about charging ahead and at its core it is about rebellion. And we see that with a lot of lyrics with Pantera. And so uh, was there a couple other songs that, that you really liked? I know you t- we talked about a couple different albums. Uh, I think one song we're going re- to uh, play a clip from was called Becoming. Do you remember that song, yes, Becoming? Sir. What did you feel when you heard that song? Well, you know, when uh, Far, Be Driven, Far, Far Beyond Driven came out, that song Becoming came on. And it sung and talked about a lot of things I was going through. 
You know, I felt like I was being walked on, felt like I was being picked on, you know. I felt like I was nobody. I was an outcast. And that song was talking about being coming, rising far above and all these things. And what I seen, that was planting seeds in my spirit that later manifest themselves in my life. Without a doubt. And this feeds that idea that you can rise above it, that there's a power within you and, and you can just need to tap into that. And so uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with uh, Pantera or the song Becoming, listen to this track, this piece of the song right here. A long time ago I never knew myself In the memory of shame but it's Now, what we're talking about is the song Becoming, and the lyrics said this, A long time ago I never knew myself, then the memory of shame birthed its gift. No more, the small one, the weak one, the frightened one, running from beatings, deflating. I'm becoming more than a man, more than you ever were, driven and burning to rise beyond Jesus. I'm born again with snake's eyes, becoming God's eyes. Wow. This song is the epitome of a spiritual rebellion against God, and that's where that's where this anger, uh, you know, it drives them. I mean, this is this is obviously such a blasphemous song because he's saying, "Hey, I'm going, I'm going to rise above God Himself." There was somebody in the Bible that said that. Y'all remember that in a couple places? <laughs> yeah, I think his name starts with an S. I think he had a Could it be stuff they say. Satan? I mean, this is satanic because this lyric says you no more weak you know you're going to be empowered and if you follow me you'll you'll rise above and that is the lie that satan sells us is that if we tap into ourselves you can become god sized you can rise above jesus and that's you heard those lyrics and and you agreed with them at the time i guess well sure you know it's the music what captured me and the way he sung the song you know, and as Kurt Cobain said, lyrics are secondary, music comes first. That's right. And the spirit behind the music and what captured me in that song. And then a lot of that stuff, you know, I grew up in church. I grew up until what's right and wrong. A lot of things I turn a blind eye to because I know it's not right to say you rise beyond Jesus. But, you know, inside, that's what my flesh was saying. It felt good. I mean, yeah. with with the music and the and the, the passion you feel with that, there's such a deep emotional, spiritual connection with it that... You were screaming that out. And so tell us just a little bit about uh, where you came to a point where you couldn't go on. Oh, absolutely. You know, after years of trying to figure things out on my own, I figured out that I didn't have anything without this Jesus. You know, being in and out of treatment centers, in and out of jails, homelessness, and all those things— I found out that no matter how hard the, I could scream or the songs could scream, no matter what they talked about and no matter what the drug was, I had to come to the end of myself, you know. And, you know, the message behind lyrics and the message behind the song 
changes everything, you know, and the spirit behind music as well. And at the end of the day, I found out that Jesus is what my heart was looking for. My heart was empty. My heart was broken. It was full of all these things. And the things, the very thing that these songs, this music was telling me I could find, I found in Jesus Christ. The peace, the joy, the deliverance from any drug, the deliverance from any sin. And I found that Jesus is greater than any song. Jesus is greater than methamphetamine. Jesus is greater than alcohol. So Jesus is my song at the end of the day. Absolutely. Without a doubt. You get saved from yourself. You get saved from from trying to find what what the world and what Satan, you know, is is lying to you, saying, Hey, keep try this, experience this, listen to this. I mean, he's all about trying to capture your attention and say, Hey, hey, this is what you need. Well it's, don't, it's don't all about feeding your flesh because that's what you're starving for. Right. And and music in and of itself it's it's a mood setter, and whatever mood I'm in, I find myself looking for that type of song, and it's just and then I may be in, you know, completely, you know, in a whole other planet as far as my mood goes, and I hear let's say I hear a country song, and the steel guitar and all that and the way they sing it, all I want to do is get a long neck, crack it open, go sit on the creek bank, and that's just that. That's what I did when I when I would listen to country, and uh, it 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 starts to all that starts to churn in my flesh. I want to go and do that, and uh, um, as much as we talk about lyrics, and then we talk about the spirit behind the music. Uh, I was looking at this, and it's and to me this rings true. It's in uh, Galatians five nineteen. It says, uh, "Now the works of the flesh are evident." sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And things like these means a whole lot more than that. And the works of the flesh that is being described here are spirits, different spirits that drive these certain works. So when we listen to Pantera, it's a spirit of anger behind that music that's, that we're that we're Absolutely. feeding and imparting in ourselves. Sure. When I'm listening to the country and they're talking about drinking and all this stuff, it's a spirit of drunkenness that begins to start to to minister to me mm-hmm. and wants me to go and do that. And it's 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 a battle then, you yeah. know. If I'm listening to a song about you know let's get it on, you know, it's a spirit of lust. Correct. And it's just it's one right. It's a domino effect, one right after another. Here, you know, the music tells you how you should feel. His Bible says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing the mind. This world tries to conform you. And the Greek word for world is age, the spirit of the age. And the Bible also says that Satan is the god of this age who's blinding their eyes, you know. The Bible also says the whole world lies sway under the wicked one. So I agree with you, man. I believe spirits attach themselves to certain songs, certain, you know, emotions of what you have you, and it tries to conform you. It tries to tell you you're lonely, you're broken, you're lost, all these different things, and we're spiritual people. So music is spiritual in nature. It's either going to sway us from God or away from God. Without, so, a, without a doubt. And so let's talk about this. You know, we, we say, and some people will try to say, oh, no, Pantera, they're not a satanic band. They're atheists. Okay, well, well, just a second here, it, and they may be atheists, but but the proof is why the rage. Here's what I say to my atheist friends: Listen, 
if there is no God, why are you so angry? Why are you angry with someone who doesn't even exist? Why would you even bother to try to proselytize people and convert them to atheism or to try to be so angry against Christians? I mean, let me have my imaginary friend. What, what harm is he doing, right, if you, if you don't believe God exists? So, but here's Phil. Is he the lead singer? He is. Okay, Phil. Here's what Phil said when uh, in an interview. Uh, they asked him about Jesus Christ, what he believes about Jesus Christ. And he says, you know, I don't think about it at all. I don't think about Jesus Christ at all, man. That's not for me to think about. I'm not a very religious guy. And so then he asked him, he says, well, what do you think about his claims of him being that when he said he's the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. Bleep him, man. He's, you know, it sounds like rhetoric from any other expletive, expletive proclaimed by some divine God in some expletive. So, so if Phil is an atheist, and obviously he's, he's very angry when, when you bring up Jesus. If Jesus is not real, then he would be no threat. And why do these songs talk about rising, becoming greater than Jesus? Is because there's a spiritual rebellion that is at the heart of their music. And, and a lot of other music, as we've talked about already, doesn't matter about the genre. It's the spirit behind it. What is the message saying? And this is proof positive that we're in a spiritual battle. And, it, and here's what I tell people. If you like listening to Pantera, it doesn't make you evil. What it reveals is what's in your heart. Absolutely. It all reveal, reveals in your heart how dark you are if you are attracted to that stuff. And I was, and then I got saved, and God opened my eyes to show me how dark and satanic this stuff was, and because it's so powerful, and I and before I got saved, I got I would defend my band. I was emotional. I was connected to them. It was a spiritual thing, and so the music is the vehicle for you to to really get into the message. And if it feeds you, you're going to grow, and it's going to be darker. Absolutely. And you got suicidal. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's I believe it's again. You know, back in '94, Kurt Cobain killing himself. All of a sudden, everybody got sad. Everybody wanted to kill herself, including me. You know, and I believe that's when that spirit came in. And I've struggled with suicidal spirit ever since then. You know, Pantera. When we were listening to the song "Rise," one of the lyrics is "Hate this, hate me, hate everything." The right approach for the wrong. I believe that's when that anger really spawned. And those seeds that was planted in me carried on up until, you know, I got saved. I still struggle in those areas if I'm not careful comparing the Word of God for it. So it's a, it has long, long-term long effects if you don't care for what you're listening to. Without a doubt. Music. It's why we're talking about it. It's so integral in people's lives. It's just, it's at the very core of our beings, and God knows it, and that's why He warns us about it, and, and to think on these things, to be able to guard our hearts, because these things that come in, you know, it, as Matt has said before in other podcasts, we get sucked in. I mean, it just sucks us in to feed that flesh. There's that battle. But as you said earlier, Rob, it's about renewing your mind. When you get into the Word of God, and, and you let the Spirit of God, you give Him control. When you, when you confess that you have been in rebellion against God and you surrender and you say, God, save me, I can't do this. And then you ask Jesus to be your savior. He comes in and he rescues you. He changes you from the inside out. Now you were probably like me, both of you raised in a church where, oh, you're not listening to that rock music. Don't listen to that devil music. Well, nobody ever said why. They just said, don't. 
And so because it sounded the way it did, it was just, it was banned. And but I never really got the 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 reason behind it. And so what do we do when you're told not to do something? What do you do? You want to go do it because that's your sin nature. So they said, don't do it, but not understanding the spirit and the real message behind it, why it would draw me away because it's, it's feeding into that. There's so no education there. There's no education. And so you're drawn to stuff that's bad for you. And, and I thought before I got saved, Rob, I had, I had suicidal thoughts. I battled that. I'm taking on hell with a squirt gun trying to change my life. I tried to get rid of all the demons that were in the music, so to speak, by throwing away all my CDs. And guess what? It, it was still in my heart. Oh, I still wanted to listen to them. So the problem is not getting rid of it. The, the problem is inside you. And so I tried to clean up all of the demons out of my life by getting rid of my music, but it was my heart that still longed for that. And so when I got saved, God changed me from the inside out, and he can do the same for you today. We are all three living testimonies of what the, what the grace of God can do in hard-hearted, rebellious guys. Yeah, there's certain songs now that I listen to that uh, worship songs or from other Christian artists, and the lyrics have so much truth and I begin to listen to it, and and I get sucked into that. But it's a whole different different level, and it gets to a point where my heart wants to explode, and this this desire it it spurs me to worship. It causes me to desire to worship God, but in in such a way that I don't know what to do. But just on the inside, outside looking at me looks like I'm not affected by it at all. But inside, my heart's exploding mm. because of who God is, and and it's it's that moment that I never want to leave those moments, and I just want no amount of uh, all of my favorite rock bands all together in one huge show can compare to that few minutes that I have alone with God, and and it's it's beyond anything I could ever put words to. The Bible says when you come to know Christ and you get the Spirit of God, when you, it says it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Why were you hitting that bowl? Why are you drinking the, the jack? You're, you're looking for that peace. You're looking for that euphoria. So the Bible says when you know Jesus, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding, and then there's a joy that's unspeakable. When you come to know Christ, it is just, it's like the eternal buzz, man. You never come down because you're just so, you can't believe God's grace is so amazing that he loved a, a wretched sinner, rebellious, satanic guy like me because I loved everything dark and was drawn to it. And when God showed me his grace, it, it broke me. That's why it's called Amazing Grace. So today's rock cast... We, we love talking about this stuff because this is, this is a battle. It's a battle for all of us to guard our hearts, and we want you to see the spirit behind the music and to be careful what you're letting in. I'm Pastor Heath. I'm Matt. I'm Rob. Thanks for being with us today. Think about it. 